Hey, Todd. What's up? Welcome to Building Up to It 163 with your favorite guest, Todd, the man with the spicy soup theory. <laughs> he got a great response. In fact, a lot of the recent episodes have gotten a great response, a lot of good comments. Thank you to everyone who listens or watches it and leaves a comment on it. That means a lot to us. And we're continuing the trend of me plus somebody else. That's nice. what it's been lately. It's not intentional. I swear. Mm. But that's what we're doing. And Todd had a really good uh, listener rate on, on his episode. So uh, I definitely plan to have him back exactly tonight. On yeah. purpose. That's how that went. That's Bricklink talk time. Uh, Everybody, well, my favorite. I guess. I guess it's my favorite. It's not everyone's favorite. It's my favorite. If your favorite is when we take a look at a whole theme, and it's super picture heavy, let us know. Let us know what themes we haven't covered yet, because we don't remember which ones we've covered. We've covered a bunch of them. We covered a lot of them. I don't think we covered most of them. What's going on, Todd? Not too much, man. Just getting through the holidays. Family's good. Hope your family's doing good. Yeah. Um, right now is the time for, uh, you know, reflecting on the year and uh, life and being uh, grateful for the things you have. So, you know, shout out to your audience. They have very good taste. And, uh, you know, just prepping up for Christmas, man. That's really what's going on right now. Prepping up for Christmas, the cold weather is not uh wearing good on me these days i uh i'm gonna be a snowbird when i get old i'm gonna be one of those guys that haul ass and get oily in uh florida <laughs> rub the baby oil you know what i mean not me i'm the opposite um i i i need to head to the north pole when it when it hits summertime here for real and come back and have perpetual winter that's me. Oh, man. You got, like, Viking blood or something, right? <laughs> like, isn't that what that is? Once it, uh, when it goes over, like, 75 degrees, I'm miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you catch that sunburn. You got that fair sunburnness. I would if I went outside more. <laughs> I, I would I'd burn very easily. No, I'll burn very easily, like... I take care of myself. I'm not. I'm not dumb. I'm not yeah. trying to get burnt, but it could happen. I've gotten sunburned once in my life, and uh, man, I feel bad for for guys that get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um... like I was the type of guy. I never wore sunscreen type of kid never in my life just run around run around all over the place sunscreens sunscreens for for the week you know what I mean? <laughs> for white people you can say it <laughs> it's for the week and uh one year i went out to the beach with my girlfriend at the time and i was you know she's all like you know get some sunscreen i'm like sunscreens for the week and then uh basically got home because it doesn't hit you immediately right this is my first and only experience got home and I started uh, feeling like the the wrinkle thing happening all over your back and then it yeah. started hurting and I'm like, golly, man, I'm not cut out for this. 
at all. It's no good. Cried like a baby without the tears. I I I started having the man flu, the tan man flu. <laughs> um, you know it's really up. So I'm white enough that if I were to go, if it's sunny out like today, and maybe it's 35 degrees out, if I were to go for um like a walk for like two hours or something on a sunny winter day, I'm still gonna get a little burned on whatever's whatever's hanging out. So I don't know, my face isn't really burned. Like your face is used to the sun. Yeah. So your face just doesn't really get sunburned because it's it's always in the sun. But I don't know. I would say like, you know, maybe my neck Mike, I don't know what would be out if it's 35 degrees. Like, I'm going to be covered up. But yeah. if I wasn't covered up, whatever's out would probably burn, even if it's 30 degrees out. Yeah. But so, uh, traditionally, that's not what we're here to talk about. So. Well, are we here to talk about the face, the new face? You got the new face over there. It's coming in. Yeah. It's coming in. I, I don't, so I, I, I shaved it on Thanksgiving, which is like the only day in the last few months where I haven't gone to the store. And uh, I guess it's just a, how long does it take to come back? All right. But I mean, you're like a beard veteran, right? You're like a, like a beard veteran. Yeah. I, I, I have beard more often than I don't. Yeah. I can't grow a beard legit. Like I grow right here, right here and right here. It doesn't connect. I mean, I got gaps. Yeah. Your show. I have gaps, but it, like, I've seen a lot worse. Yeah. When mine comes in, it's, it's, it's good enough. It's not, it's not to the point where I wouldn't want to have a beard because it doesn't work, but it's definitely not to the point of some people where it's just like Wolfman syndrome. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> have you, you know anything about Eminem, the the rapper guy from younger years? I guess, yeah. yeah so I saw him recently. The guy's got a beard. It's like holy cow! It's been a long time. Everybody has beards. <laughs> I'm just saying, people look different, man. That's all I'm saying. It's the same reason. Um, same reason people get like a haircut once a month or more, more often. It's like they, they like the way they look and they want to keep themselves that way. Yeah. I like the way I look with long hair. Right. And I, I can't begin to understand the idea of paying for a haircut every month. That just seems like a waste of money, but I like my hair better long than short. And I like the shape of my face better bearded than unbearded. Yeah. If I could grow a gnarly beard, I definitely would. For sure. For sure. Like a woodsman. Woods woodsy. <laughs> Rugged. I've got, the, no. I've got the razor blade. I got the razor blade facial hair. Uh you brought up an idea earlier, I guess yesterday or maybe today, and and I I hadn't really thought about it, but it was something that has been a constant lately and I just chalked it up to that's I'm doing more business so I'm getting more of these requests 
I'm getting a lot of emails from people that I guess just don't understand how how the USPS works or how how patience works. But a lot of people are saying, I checked the tracking number, and all it says is shipping label created. Mm-hmm. When are you going to ship this? And I'm like, I shipped that three days ago. Yeah. So I'm guessing that USPS has been a lot more lax with how often they are scanning packages. Mm-hmm. I believe that the packages are still going on their way. They're not all just at the local post office, not even left there yet. Because I, I, I'm, my store is right next door to the post office. Mm-hmm. I see the carbo trucking trucks. They have three pickups a day from the back of the post office. See, when you're, when you're true baller like me, <laughs> and uh, so I get, I get three to four pickups a day from my store. But in the event that I don't get a pickup, like uh, my regular mailman's not picking up and it's a fill-in guy and they're just saying, fuck that, I'm not even going to go to that store. That's the, that's the, I don't know if I'm the biggest, like, Shit. mail producer yeah. locally or not. I, I hate to think that I am, but definitely not. No, so there, there's. Um, well, I'm probably the biggest on my mailman's route. Probably. But when when he's off for the day and there's a fill-in guy, and they might show up once, and they might show up early, and they'll take what's there, but then that they're not coming back. And sometimes I'll have a lot more produced by the end of the day, and I don't want to wait for it to go out tomorrow. So when I take my mail to the post office, I go to the back door. I, I'm on that level. That's I handy. go to the loading dock. I ring the buzzer, and then I put, I dump all the shit into the into the um, the hoppers myself. I'm mm. back there. I'm back there in the trenches, sorting <laughs> mail. You're, you're up in the line with stamps. I'm in the trenches. Dumping shit into hoppers. Walking uphill both ways with no yeah. shoes. I'm parking in the parking space that says postmaster only, and I'm yeah. dumping stuff into hoppers. He ain't, he ain't coming by. Dumping that is there. rebellious. That, that my friend, is very, very got, rebellious. There's two parking spots behind there next to where, like, the truck parks. Yeah. And there's a sign for each one. It's like postmaster and assistant postmaster, something like that. I'm like, this is where you park when you drop stuff off when you're a baller. So that's that's my way of saying I don't think all the mail is just sitting there at the post office. It hasn't even left the 100 feet from my store yet. Right. But the problem with this is that when they don't scan it at all and the only ping is shipping label created. For days. There, you have no proof right. that that order left your hands at all. Mm-hmm. You could just be saying, yeah, I shipped it, but you could have no intention of shipping it. Right. And it's fine. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even check my email every day because there's so many that I have to batch it. So every like couple days I'll go in and I'll knock out the 200 or whatever emails from, oh. from BrickLink. I wish you could change the email notification settings on BrickLink where you don't get an email every time somebody places an order. 
mm-hmm. that would severely reduce that because you don't even need to see that. Yeah, you're on Bricklink. That's where you need to see it. You don't need the email for that. Whatever. Um, I a lot of times I won't even respond when they go. The tracking number doesn't show anything because by the time I do respond, it does show something. Yeah, it's just zero patience out of a lot of people, and. I don't know if you've experienced the same thing where you know, they're not getting a lot of scams, but mm-hmm. they are on their way to the customer. And I, I guess the shipping times are longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, a small store might follow up on their tracking numbers and make sure that all their customers get all their orders and everything is received and nothing is lost out there. Mm-hmm. After it leaves my store, I don't care. I don't care unless you say this was missing from my order. That's the only time I'm going to care about the order after it leaves my store. There's just too many to care about. Right. Poof. There's a thousand. Care. There's a thousand used. There's only one. One of me. <laughs> so, check it out. I get it. Uh, right now, I am in the process of a couple of those messages. And, um, you know, that's why I brought it up to you. It's like, okay. Uh, so I have, I have a pickup every day. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'm super cool with my mailman. Uh, sometimes he runs it, he runs it back. So he'll do like two. Uh, I obviously don't produce the amount of ship outs that you produce, but I know that there's a lady on my route that produces like 200 orders a day. And yes. it's, and it's, um, from my understanding, it's beads. So this lady selling beads, I don't know where or what it is. Beadlink.com? Uh, uh, Beadlink. It's gotta be like, I don't know. Like I've, bro, I've lost sleep thinking about this. Like this lady's producing consistently 200 something orders a day. Uh, they're probably all small orders. They're in bubble mailers, like the little ones, um, you know, the triple zeros. Oh, okay. Producing that many orders a day on beads, where is that happening? And where are these, what is going on in bead life? Like beads are something serious. This lady out here, I don't, you know, and I imagine, I imagine this woman to be like a, you know, just in my mind, like a 72 year old so, it has, so your, your carrier told you about this? Yeah, I'm in super good with my mail carrier to the point where, um, you know, we're on a first name basis. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm that far, if not farther, with my carrier. Oh, you're definitely farther. You're definitely farther. I mean, I'm just I'm just starting. You know what I mean? I'm getting I'm getting my boy a Amazon gift card this year. You know, for throwing it down real good this year for me. I've all, I've often said that. I think that Citizen Brick should produce a like a USPS uniform minifigure and like a DHL uniform minifigure and a FedEx and UPS uniform minifigures and just sell them in like the fall every year so That's that close. people can buy them and give them to their carriers for the holidays and like they could just bring them out for a little while every year. That's such a sick idea. And I, I don't know. 
I, I would buy it. I mean, I guess no one, no one person is going to buy them more than once unless they have a, like a, a turnover in, in their carrier. But I, yeah. I definitely buy them all. But These then people, again, like, do the carriers care at all? They're going to be like, cool. Oh, I mean, I if you're in cool, there. if you're in cool with your carrier, then he's going to love it. But I mean, and that's, and that's what I guess, I mean, dude, I like that idea. That's an incredible idea. From what I know right now is the holidays are on fire, uh, basically since for the past couple weeks. Uh, everyone that I talk to that I have dealings with, with the USPS, whether it's at, you know, various three locations, I don't have a place next to me like, like you do. You have a, that's, that's very luxurious. But uh, well, it, <laughs> so I, I think I get as many pickups as I do because so my carrier, his route is like the one side of the road that I'm on where it's all industrial, mm-hmm. it's all businesses, and there's like a couple houses, but it's mostly industrial. Right. And and that's that's his whole route. So I think that I get as many pickups as I do because he hits me right before dropping off every time. Like because right. he, he goes out like three times over over his I don't know but he he stops back to me right before going back to the headquarters each time. Right. I mean, you could easily just send somebody over there and get them scanned. I mean, you're balling out of control, right? Uh, you know. Do, do I want to be the person who goes, "Hey, can you scan these packages?" <laughs> Grandma's behind me with uh, trying to buy stamps. <laughs> I mean, just got to go there every time. Every time you get a an order packed up, <laughs> just send them out there. <laughs> I, what I need is I need like an underground shoot system, like at the bank. Just yeah, like uh, a, just put the, the suction system. Just put the bubble mailers in them, and they go over to the post office. That would be pretty slick. You get a t-shirt cannon and just shoot them over. <laughs> um, yeah, I know the holidays right now are swamped. I had one recently where uh, I got it out on the 4th. I think that was Friday or Saturday or whatnot. And I didn't get a scan until today. And it scanned, um, it said the Lehigh Valley out here. And then it scanned, it did a Pennsylvania scan pretty much a few hours after. So they scanned it on the way out. It was actually sitting. So, you know, just being the, t- the detective that I am, you know, it was basically sitting around with a pile of probably an enormous heap of parcels over the weekend. All this stuff piles up, man. You think if you were to just take a nap all day and not do anything on bricks on the dollar, you think the next day it's going to be sweet? Not a chance. <laughs> I mean, the USPS. I mean, the USPS is absolutely. experienced that lately, where they are. They've been working on holidays lately, yeah. um, and my carrier puts it like this. He's like, I don't even know what the last one is. I guess. Um, the Veterans Day. What was the? Yeah, Veterans Day. Yep. Yeah. So I guess it was yeah, Veterans Day. Um, they they picked up, and I'm like, oh, I would have thought that there wasn't a mail today. He's like, we're only doing businesses today. 
because if we don't do anything today, tomorrow is going to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing my carrier said, but I don't, I don't fall under the luxury of business. He just gave me the, uh, the homeboy pickup, you know? Well, if, if you do enough volume, even if you're in residential, I'm sure they would, uh, I don't count, do count that. I actually did have my best month ever. So shout out to Britain. Hey, for uh, November. Yeah. Nice. I, I still am unsure about, um, the, the rankings where it's not, I don't think you're, you make ranking for the previous month. I think it's for the month before that, but uh, it's, it's convoluted. I don't know. That's not happening for me. <laughs> I want to get to the point where I don't really think about if I'm going to be in top 60 or not. I'm just in there every month. Probably yeah. so not at the bottom, but you know, somewhere in there. I, I've been on there like five or six times, but it's not consistent. Yeah. I mean, the five or six times though, I mean, you can, you can put that, you can put that on your pillow at night, you know, yeah. it feels good. So I don't know if it's people are spoiled by Amazon's delivery times or what, but they, That's what it is, or they, USPS isn't, isn't, scanning as much like things are still moving but they're they're not taking the time to scan and that's not putting a lot of confidence in the person who is apparently just sitting there staring at the number all day yeah. waiting for it to appear at their doorstep or possibly looking for problems i mean you know it, it's an unfortunate thing but i mean the you're dealing with a pool of pool of strangers right and anytime you have a pool of strangers, like let's just say you take a hundred people. Someone's going to piss in that pool. Yeah, someone's, someone's, someone's gross. Somebody in that pool is gross. So, I mean, that's just, that's the unfortunate reality of things. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you know, we were talking about my, I got some, I got, I got a couple feedbacks that, man, they haunted me. And then I began to realize, I'm like, listen, this is what happens. This is what happens when you try to be, try to grow. You know, I've you said, try to grow. said before on one of my videos eventually in the past that, like, I don't know that I trust a seller that has 100% positive yeah. feedback. Like, no, no, nobody has ever been anywhere near uh, dissatisfied because I, I don't think you're, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think there's a number. I think when you get to like 2000 orders somewhere in that area, I think you're going to, you're, you're ready for a negative coming some somewhere like a negative is coming. It, it's probably not going to be warranted if, uh, if you've had pretty much a flawless record, but there's people out there when they see that 100%, cause I was really proud of my 100% for as long as I had it. But there's people out there that when they see that, you know, it's the guy that's the gross guy out of the 100. You know, he's, like, he's got something to say. Yeah, he's he's got something to say about that. He wants the he wants the he wants to put a little he wants to put a couple nines on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's just how it is, man. It's the, now, the truth. What do you think's more important? Um, 100% positive feedback or 
or let's, let's say a higher percentage or a higher number of transactions done. I, for me, so if I'm buying something on Amazon and it is uh, not fulfilled by Amazon, it's merchant fulfilled, I look at how many feedback they have, not their percentage. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to buy from someone who just started like on Amazon as far as their number right. of feedback is concerned. Right. I want to buy from the guy who's got five feedback on Amazon because how do I know that the Amazon's so big? How do I know that they're actually going to ship me this thing, this fiber, this fiber over here? So I don't really care if it's 96%. Ooh, I mean, 96, 96 is kind of rough. I think it takes work. I mean, I think it takes work to get to 96. Does it? Like, I, I have a belief because it's it's just like everything. Are you at 96 I don't know. I'm looking right now. I don't think you're at 96. I think nine. I mean, 96 seems like a fishy number. Uh, 99. Point yeah. Nine, which is yeah. higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. 96. 96 is that's a no go. 97 I, is kind of weird. I don't think the number would matter to me at all. I I look at the order number. Like when I see that well, I you know that's that's orders. That's that's red flag, man. Red flag. I see a 96 as red flag. I got to take a look. I got to take a look and figure out what the world is going on over here. I just look. If they've shipped 22,000 orders, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, if the only reason I would be wary of a lower feedback number percentage is if all of those negatives or whatever came in in the last month. And I'm like, oh, this person's dead. Right. Something happened. Right. That, that's a flag. Is if all if it's really yeah. weighted towards their last week or month, that's a problem. But if it's spread out over years, whatever. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I mean, 96, 96 is kind of funky territory. Like a ninety-nine point low. Like I'll take a I'll take a ninety-nine point low. Like a ninety-nine point one something. Uh, Ninety-eight. How, how often do you buy from somebody on Bricklink? Uh, a lot more than I've thought, you know, <laughs> like, like I just went, like I went through it, I, you know, this year alone, I think I did like 40 orders just buying. And do you, do you look at their feedback percentage every time? I do. I do. I do a little bit of research. I have a couple, I have a couple like staple ways that I do it. Like I have a system, I have a system and basically qualifying if, uh, I'm going to go into a, um, transaction. You know, um, you know, there has to be a level of trust. You know, it's the same way. I don't care at all, man. Who's got what I want right now? Place order. I mean, that's because you're a baller. You know what I mean? Me, I'm just, I'm just learning. I don't think that's anything to do with it. Like, what's, what's the harm? I don't know. Cause I don't want to deal with knuckleheads if I don't have to, you know what I mean? Like there are some, there are some strange things out there. I mean, I had a, I, I have a couple orders that I had thought that, you know, hey, this is, I'm going into kind of uncomfortable territory for me. And it ended up being, turning out how I thought it was going to be. I mean, I didn't leave them a negative. I just, you know, I'm not really one to cry, but it wasn't, it wasn't satisfactory, I should say. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things out there, you know? So USPS increased their rates in, October, I want yeah. to say. Late October. Somewhere recently-ish. 
uh, for the, the surge pricing, whatever they called it, for the holiday season. And it's supposed to go back to normal on like the 26th. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, you know, since day one, I've been like, why, when have they ever decreased anything? They're not yeah. going to decrease the postal rates. They're going to be like, that was, that was a nice time. That, yeah, they're going to be like, that was fun. That was fun. Let's keep, let's keep. I, I was also thinking, so USPS is having such a hard time with, with money and keeping up with everything. If they just increased the rates for postage, like 25%, something crazy, are people going to stop mailing stuff? No, we're gonna deal with it. I'm sure, I mean, there's gonna be fucking Jack's shipping yeah. that's gonna show up out of nowhere, and you know maybe maybe it's reliable, maybe it's not. I, I some things are gonna move more towards UPS or FedEx, but I think people are just gonna be like, that's what it costs to mail stuff now. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. So are you, paying, are you paying for a for a twenty five percent increase? Is that is that is that the word on the street right now? Am I paying for that? No. Are you praying for it? Oh, are you, are no, you I, I'm not. But yeah. if if USPS is in is in dire straits and we want to keep this nationwide easy mail service going, and if they have to increase the rates like that to make it happen. I people are gonna bitch about it, but no one's gonna stop mailing things. You know what? Uh, you know you're 100 right on that. Like that's like the solid foundation. But at the end of the day, I mean, if let's just say somebody that buys a lot of beads on the on the internet from this bead lady, bead and lady. Uh, you know if they could if they could get away with paying you know two dollars and sixty six cents, which it was when I started. Uh, not that long ago on Bricklink versus $3.87. I think they'd rather choose the latter. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there is a cost to doing business and that's really what all of this is. I mean, it's just like, it's just like in your Bricklink store, right? If you have XYZ part and it's selling every single day and you raise the price and it's selling every single day and then it's still selling and then you raise the price and it's still selling every single day. You know, you keep doing that. There's going to come a point in time where you're going to see the volume on that part decrease because it went to Johnny's brick store over in, you know, Omaha, Nebraska. So, I mean, it's the same concept because there's there's got to be some sort of a threshold. I think from what I understand is USPS has the best, you know, first class rates for smaller packages where that's where we fall under. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, sometimes you have to get involved in priority. Sometimes you have to get involved in FedEx and things of that nature for larger shipments. But the bread and butter for us is that. And the bead lady, the yeah. bread and butter is... It's because the nature of what we ship is yeah. overall lightweight and small. If I was shipping if these model kits, I'll oftentimes come to me FedEx because mm -hmm. they're all over a pound. They're all big mm -hmm. boxes. They're, right. They uh, that's that's what they use because it's better for that type of package. So it's just that thing too. Is it's like that's where all right. So UPS is there for that, and then once you get to a certain threshold, it's like uh, UPS. You can't use UPS anymore. You have to use another one because they're just better at that. 
So it's kind of one of those things where it's, yeah, I mean, it's a necessary evil. Will it ever get to seven bucks for first class? No, it'll never happen because you could utilize, you know, probably UPS or someone else would probably step in. Amazon's shipping service is going to step in and just gobble think You said you want to get your carrier an Amazon gift card. Is that is that kind of backhanded? I don't know. I mean, that's what that I was might not thinking. Be the, like, that, they'd be like, more mail, thank you. No, I mean, you know what? You're right. I should probably get in touch with Rich and see how he feels about Amazon first. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? The, 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 look, it's just one of these things. Find out like, what grocery store he goes to and get him a gift card to the grocery store. Like, everybody needs to eat. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's actually probably even better. Because it's uh, more more util- utility. Like my my mail carrier, dude, I love this guy. His name is Rich. He is an absolute gem of a man. If I could get a, uh, if I could get a, bro, I see this guy running. Like legit. This guy runs. Like not run. Like he is just like running. on the job or like yeah. No, like on the job, he's running. Because I've, I've run into my carrier, Mark, at Walmart, and I was. You like called my name and I was just you ever been so off put because you're not in the scenario you thought yeah. you'd be in? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Hey Chris, I'm like, Ah, hi Mark. <laughs> oh, What's happening? I yeah, I just <clears throat> I, I only ever see you in one place and you ever only ever see me in one place, but Yeah, like they're not even a real person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had no idea you're even a real person. I thought you were yeah. a I've never seen you without a truck attached to you. Yeah. Now you're pushing a shopping cart. Look at you go. No, my boy Rich, he, this guy runs, dude. He's running. Yeah. He's a serious, serious individual when it comes down to, uh, you know, pride in your work. I mean, those are the types of, those are the type of things that are very touching. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but you are absolutely 100% it's just oozing out of every part of your body when you're when you're moving around that you are very proud of what you're doing and you take you take a lot of you know this guy he's the man so US, US. I, I could never do that for not my own business but I get it <clears throat> I've done it I've, I I mean I do it still to this day for things that it's not my business you know what I mean I don't, I, I've, I've had many jobs that I don't think I've ever dedicated myself any of them as much as I dedicated myself to my own stuff, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the spirit. That's the independent spirit. You know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it's just like anything. It's just like when you get to a point and you're like, you're smart enough where you understand how things work and you have the person that is supposed to tell you just because they have a name badge and they've been at this place, maybe five years longer than you. And then they feel some sort of way. It's just like when you walk into like a Walmart and you walked in the wrong way. And the person there is very, very down to let you know that you didn't, you are not doing what you are supposed to be doing. Like, <laughs> like that, that pains me. And I know that feeling because that's the same thing where it's like you go to work and Johnny's been there for five years and he's, you know, in good shape with the big boss and uh this guy wants to tell you how how you're living your life you know <laughs> and he doesn't have his own things figured out 
it's tough it's a tough situation for independent young life i, I gotta as, say the, the the six months i spent at target I, I don't use this word often but i was very woke yeah i was i was just telling people like it was Showing them, showing them the error of their mentality, oh trying to make everyone a better person by telling them how they should open their mind and, and, and think about things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Then I fucking left and I opened a store. I opened my own fucking store. Yeah. Well. And they're all still there. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it's life, right? You go through phases in life, you know, it's just like, go through phases, you know? Okay. Um, this, I think the first thing we talked about uh, last week sometime is that I got an order from somebody in, I want to say Wisconsin, and they, they, um, they use the hold open shipping option because they were trying to do the automatic checkout but it was trying to apply sales tax to them and they they're like something's obviously wrong it's trying to apply sales tax and i'm not in your state please invoice me and i i look and um it's like hard coded in there you can't change the sales tax which means it's bricklink collecting and then taking the sales tax and sending it to this whatever state and I said, um, I'm, I'm not applying that. That's on there. And I invoiced them anyway. And, and they wound up paying. But I also did, did some digging. I looked on the forum first because that's uh, mm -hmm. if it's like a brand new occurrence, there's often a, a post on the forum. I didn't yeah. see anything on the forum. So then I went into the, the settings with where it has sales tax and it says click here for the updated list of states that are now collecting sales tax. And as far, a lot of them. yeah, as far as I recall, it was just uh, California and Connecticut to start with. And yeah. I know it's going to expand all of them, but yeah. I had not, I didn't know that it had jumped to the next phase. Yeah. And yeah, it's like 15 or 20 states that are collecting sales tax now. And I said, look, man, I, I thought it was just the two. You might have just thought it was the two as well, but here's the here's the, the, the rollout schedule. It's supposed to be all of them by the end of the year. I don't know if they're going to make it in time. But I don't really care. Yeah. The only thing it hampers for me is that um, looking at the PayPal fees isn't as clear because the PayPal fees is just like a one sum, one number for the, the fees, which includes the sales tax. But I'm like, I don't, I don't care about that. It came in and went out. It's not none of my concern. I want to know what I got charged for the, the transaction. Um, that's neither here nor there. So I, I told them and they're like, oh, you're right. I, I didn't realize it had expanded, even though like, he's got other feedback from buying from like the last week. So he's been placing orders. I guess. Yeah, it's just like the first time you noticed it or something, right? It, I mean, it's kind of a sneaky thing in there. Because it's, I mean, even just like what you were saying is you just noticed it this past week. And and it doesn't, it, um on the orders received page, it doesn't tell you what state it is. It just has that number. If you go into the order, it'll tell you what state. But I, I there's always a lot of California orders. Right. Thing. Right. So 
I every time I see one, I'm just like, oh, it's California, or maybe it's Connecticut. <clears throat> but, uh, and then I went back in the last week and looked at some of the orders that had sales tax on them, and I thought it was a variety of states. So it had expanded at some point, but it's none of my concern. Right. And I don't know anyone who's anyone who's who's just so accustomed to the internet of old, where there's no sales tax and it's a lawless land, like you just. It's not you, better, you better recognize this is this yeah. is how it's gonna be, and it makes total sense. And you should be, you should feel honored that you were able to conduct business so long without paying sales tax. That's it's like a huge loss for for the states, mm -hmm. uh, the entirety of internet e-commerce until until recently. And and I. I mean, I don't know what it says about me, but I'm happy to see that that has been regulated and it's because the retail sales are down. So the the tax has to come from somewhere. Exactly. Y'all want roads? Yeah. I mean, well said. Well said. I mean, I could not have said that any better. Um, I am not one that had a lot of experience in the wild, wild west, so to speak. So yeah. this is something that something that I already knew was kind of, you know, ever since, cause I used to sell here and there on eBay. And I think it was like, I think at the beginning of this year or something like that, or even last year, I don't recall when, but within the past couple of years, I'd get these emails from eBay regarding their terms and conditions and all this and all that. And they were talking tax, 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 tax. And uh, I don't know if that was even in the past couple of years. I don't know. My memory is absolutely terrible, but yeah. uh, you know, that goes to show, you know, it's coming. If it's coming eBay, it's coming everywhere. Yeah, I, uh, I, I never saw e-commerce as like, this is great because we don't have to pay sales tax. We're saving yeah. money. We're being. Right. I was just yeah. like, that's a cool bonus. But yeah. I, I, I never thought it would last. Right. And there was um, I remember there's a lot of hubbub on on Bricklink forum about when they first said they're going to start collecting sales tax, like I guess all the, all the, the small government ramblers were yelling about, you know, how can you start charging sales tax? This, this should be a, a free place. And I, I never, I've got no problem with it. Like you buy a thing, you pay tax. It's part of life. I mean, there's there's only two things on this planet that is for certain. Different taxes. Exactly. So, hello. Yeah, no? <laughs> the, other, the other change that BrickLink made. Now, I don't think, I can't say that BrickLink's ever made a big change since Legos owned it. They've made changes, but they had never made what I would consider a big change. Unless, especially because I can't think of any. So that means they must not have been that big, even if they were, and it's just kind of glazed over. Mm. But the most recent change is that I think they they said that they're going to manually invoice all outstanding fees payments. So the fee structure on BrickLink simplified is 3% of your gross sales. And you don't have to pay monthly fees um, that being all the gross, all the fees from the sales you made in that in that month, not a fee to sell, but a fee for what you sold. You don't have to pay that unless 
you have made uh, $5 in fees. So $5 is 3% of $167. So unless you've sold $167 lifetime, at that point, you, you pay your fees and then it resets to zero. And it doesn't matter how many months or years it takes you to get to that $5. And in Europe, it's, or I guess, I don't know if it's Europe or the rest of the world, but it's $10 elsewhere, but we're just talking about the U.S., where it's $5. They, apparently there's a lot of users that had sold so little at some point in the past. Now, this could have been anywhere in the last, like, 20 years Yeah. on BrickLink, that they've never paid fees, or it's been a long time since they accrued these fees but haven't paid them, and they're getting invoiced, and people are complaining about getting invoiced for sub five dollars <laughs> mind you right um i i think it's interesting that they're trying to collect all this because if you have accrued under five dollars in fees and it's years gone i i don't think you're on the website anymore you're probably not a user yeah. anymore right and they can't extract that money from you they don't have that power all they can do is, is send you an invoice and uh boot you from the site if you don't pay it right now the whole other thing about that too is look there's stores that have been shut down for non-payment of fees so for example if there was a store they were doing a lot of business or xyz and they're like hey listen i'm not gonna pay the fee and i'm out and i'm done um, they're not going to be able to recoup that either. So um, with something like this, what it feels like is it feels like they're just trying to clean up, you know, whatever, whatever was, whatever, there's some kind of cleanup going on because it's not like they really, you know, it's, it's just like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. We have to, we have to figure out these, you know, I guess in any large business ledgers, they've got the, the things that they got to just, you know, in their accounting or whatever, or whatever it is, you know, that's might be just what it is and just get it done by the end of the year. These guys don't pay, you know, you, you know, cause this all happened before the, like right around when December started. So basically they get a month to pay it when it times, when it comes time to close it up, these guys are off, these guys are on whatever. These guys want to keep playing. These guys don't want to play move on. I, you know, is that kind of what I, it is? I agree. It sounds like they're trying to clean up, but it's well, it, it's definitely not a we want this money situation no. because no. how many stores do you think have delinquent fees under five dollars? Like a thousand at the most, yeah. and if they're all right at five dollars or four ninety nine, five thousand dollars at the most for this yeah. whole. No, they're not about the money. It's about it, it, it's about cleaning up. And then who knows who knows what that means because it's probably for something larger, you know, for like a larger larger project or a larger goal or something. I mean, it's maybe it's going to change the fee structure. Maybe it's going to be um, the 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 less volume you do the, the higher your, your fees are and the more volume you do, the lower your fees are. I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, it seems it's not 
outside of the realm of possibility. Because if, if so, I've always got the impression that Lego wants Bricklink to be better for uh, new new buyers who find the site, and new buyers don't want all these small stores with a few things in it. They want the one-stop shop. So if they can weed out a lot of smaller sellers that really aren't doing any buyers any favors, Mm -hmm. the hobby sellers that, that really aren't interested in selling, they're just kind of, if somebody wants to buy it, that's fine. Or they just want to sell their collection and just be done with it. You know what I mean? Like it's a platform, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of those guys out there that have been huge Lego fans forever. They just bought a house and have a kid and a wife and the wife's like, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? Like that kind of deal. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of that going on, but I mean, it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, it makes perfect business sense. I mean, every, like a lot of things do have tiers, right? It's just like, I guess if you were to sell on Amazon, there's a tiered system there. If you were to sell on eBay, there's a tiered system there. If you were to sell on uh, practically anything, there's a tiered system. So, you know, you're trying to basically say you you want to pay less percent and you want me to pay more percent. Perfect. I appreciate it. Do you think it. that Bricklink would ever... Um, you think they would ever take the fees out of the transaction per transaction as as you make the sales instead of requesting that you pay the fees afterwards like a month afterwards i don't know i don't know because it's weird because it's uh ebay ebay i don't sell a lot on ebay i've sold a few things but they just they just take it right out of there ebay doesn't <laughs> like ebay doesn't care all oh, the time of the month boom it's out. yeah but they still don't they they still don't I I I would I'd be fine with that if they if I would be fine with it too. EBay, I would be fine put a credit card on yeah, file. They, and they, they, oh, you good? Or if they if they took their if they yeah you're good if they took their cut out of the payment when when you receive the payment then there's never any of this like artificial money that you have that you have to give right, right back. It just seems right. simpler if they were to take it in the first place and then you, you never have this inflated idea of, of how much money you have yeah but i mean that's for look i mean look i mean that i guess could get people into a jam but i mean if you're serious you pay your bills you know what i mean so at the end of the day it's like i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know if i like that system i don't know why yeah, I, I can think of is that, that not don't. all like not all orders are processed immediately and you know, some orders require yeah. like partial refunds and things like that yeah their so, refund game dude the bricklink i'm glad you just brought that up that bricklink refund thing is very very i never really had to do a lot of them but i did one recently and it's actually a pretty cool little system it's, i haven't done it all i know is that it's all the fuck over the your order detail pages and yeah. it's like you're that big banner because it's yeah. just in the way. But I just, if I have to refund anything, I just do it through PayPal. Right. Well, it integrates now where it'll actually show you on Bricklink. And then you just update it on Bricklink and it'll show the partial or the whatever on there. It's actually a pretty neat system. Maybe I'll have to do that instead. It, it, it definitely will save some time. I don't do yeah. a lot of refunds. I usually, if like something's wrong with the order, I 
ship what was missing. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, I had I had something going on just recently. I think it was oh some guy. This is what happened. He made an order. Um, Twenty minutes later, he made another order. Instant checkout. 20 minutes later, he made another order. You know, he had like four orders, and then he said something about, you know, combined shipping and so on and so forth. And, you know, I had to give him a refund. That's where that refund came from. But yeah, the, the process is. Yeah, I, uh, very it happens nice, to right? me all the time, and I don't, I don't refund the extra postage unless they ask. Yeah, I mean, hopefully so. Because, uh, so I, Change my message templates for mm. when somebody places an order. There's a big all caps block of text in every correspondence they get about if you want to add the order, because I fucking know you're gonna, because no mm. one is ever satisfied with the order they place. <laughs> if you want to add to it, here's how you add to it. Follow right. these directions because right. you've already paid me and you can't alter that order. It's been paid. Yeah. So here's how you here's how you add to it because you're you're gonna go oh shit I forgot I need these hundred things. No, how did I forget? Time, That's why I'm here. Yeah, most of the time it's not I need these hundred things. Most of the time it's uh I just need four. <laughs> I just need four. So I mean it is what it is, man. Yeah. I'm that people are being super impulsive and just buying shit on on bricklink like crazy but it's too easy you know i guess it is i guess, I guess it is I mean, it, don't, it don't really you is. have don't you have a plan in mind it's not, it's not amazon where it's like i'm buying a product it's it's like i'm i'm buying a lot of components yeah i don't know i if i'm placing an order i go about it methodically I don't, uh, I don't just like, just click, 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 whatever. No consequences. I mean, anyway, get drunk, get drunk in Lego, get drunk in Bricklink one night, you know, beer, man, break some beer, break some beer. Um, what was it that I, what was it that I rudely interrupted you? You were on a train of thought and I, started, and I jumped onto the, uh, refund. I know. I think I was good. Oh, you were good. Um, yeah. Yeah, the tax. The so, what were we even talking about? Accounting. Uh, they're collecting fees. Yeah. They're trying to collect fees from people who uh, have made under five dollars in fees and haven't paid for it in up to twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. It was. It was funny. There was somebody that had uh, posted something that was on the forum. Or on the announcement, I think, I think Ralph was uh, Ralph relayed to us somebody's yeah. uh, uh, anecdote. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I I have the neither the time nor the desire to go into the forum on any occasion and, and read it. I, I my hats off to people who who keep up with the forum and are part of the quote community. That's not I me. Around. I play around, but I don't. I'm not on there too much. I was on there. Yeah, I'm not on there too much. I'm, I'm packing <laughs> orders, dude. I've like I said, I had the best month ever. It was. Uh, it's hard to keep the glue together, you know. I gotta like 
wake up a little earlier and go to sleep a little later and like squeeze in, you know, half an order here and half it's, it's a mess. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys, um, some of these guys, I don't know how they do it, man. Like full time. Yeah. I mean, of course you could do whatever you can do, but just like, I don't you know. You mean like the, the really high performing part-timers? Yeah. Super how, they, how they get through it? Yeah. Super high performing part-timers. Makes me feel bad about myself. I need to work harder. Chasing the ghost. Chasing the ghost. So you got, you got someone unzipping bags and dumping bricks somewhere. Is that maybe. Really? Sounds like maybe. something. There, there are bags and they're being unzipped. It's true. What? In the um, world? So, the other thing we wanted to talk about tonight is is my refusal to use brick owl. Yeah, it's been asked of me a lot of times why I don't use brick owl. And I've never had a really good answer. And I, I'd like to figure out what my official response is. And maybe we can figure that out here tonight. All right. So you've thought about it. You have secured the name. You've secured your branded, your brand ski. Maybe. Unless it purged. I, like, probably it did. But... I, I did go on there when it launched, which is interesting because I wonder why, I wonder what made me even go there in the first place if I now have no intention of selling there. What made me go there when it first launched? Because you're trying to, trying to cheat on your main. Your main. <laughs> the, the only answer that I came up with with some pondering is brand dilution. I there's there's a high high-end brands that won't let their products go to uh, discount outlets because it makes their product look worse overall even if that is the natural cycle of retail. If it doesn't sell here, they sell it to there, and then it sells there for less, and, and then it's gone. They, they won't let that happen because it dilutes their brand. It uh, devalues their brand just from a perspective point of view. I mean, the items are still sold, whatever. But it makes if you, if you knew you could get a luxury brand at... at a discount outlet, would you really still believe that it's a luxury brand? And I'm not saying I'm a luxury brand, but I have a big store. I sell on like the original marketplace. This marketplace is now owned by the company. Mm -hmm. I think it would... I think it would put a um, like a bad perspective on my brand of bricks on the dollar if I just peddled it here, there, and everywhere. It's almost like a bricks on the dollar is a 
only on PlayStation is a Kirkland exclusive. Oh, okay. I get Literally, it. Literally, I just put that sentence together just now. Well, that puts it into perspective. Not but, that I'm offering anything that anyone else can't offer. Because right. we're all selling the same... We're all selling segments of the same catalog. Here's the thing, though. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Is Obviously, in your mind, Bricks on the Dollar is a brand, which is perfectly reasonable. It makes 100% sense. Um, however, the marketer of your brand, primarily for the product that you're doing shipouts on, is Bricklink. So if Bricklink is the marketer, is the platform for your brand, um, Brick Owl is nothing more than just another channel. So it's just like, let's just say, for example, if, if they're the vehicle, if they're the, do, if they're the ones doing the marketing for you, and instead of being a Bricklink store, you were actually a TV commercial. So let's just say Bricklink is ABC. Having your commercial on NBC doesn't necessarily deteriorate your brand. Maybe. I don't, I have no idea about these things. So like, if we're using this game as an example. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's work this one out. Cause it, I'm trying to figure it out too. Let's work this one out too, because I'm trying to figure it out too. But Bricklink, what is Bricklink? Bricklink is, it's a, it, it, it like it would be a, the television channel. You know, they are the marketer. When you look at your invoice paid to uh, Bricklink, you know, I'm sorry, Lego Bricklink or Bricklink Lego, as it's as it's said. It keeps changing. Yeah. <laughs> you, the first few months last year, it changed several times. Yeah, when you look at it, when you look at it, uh, you see the uh, you see the fee as a marketing fee, because that is in fact what it is. They are, you know, Bricklink is the marketing channel. Um, so if you think about it like that too, is think about your time that you sell on eBay. Now eBay is obviously the big, a bigger fish and it's obviously a general uh, everywhere marketing channel, marketplace. Yeah. For me though, I, I, I don't sell anywhere near the same sure. type of product. Mm -hmm. on eBay. eBay is I, I would I would call it like I would what I sell on eBay I wouldn't call it bricks on the dollar. Right. It's not called that there. Right. eBay is where I, I dump bulk Lego by weight right. that I'm I'm not gonna sell as bricks on the dollar. Right. That's like your purge. That's like your uh your backdoor yeah. trap can. But at the same time, like I don't, I don't list anything that I have on Bricklink, also on eBay, like right. as a separate channel. Right. Like I know a lot of Bricklink sellers that put stuff on eBay. Granted, it's like it's a great place for minifigures, but I have a retail store, which is a greater place for minifigures. Yeah. 
Right. So I don't I don't need eBay. And maybe you could consider um, having a retail store and an online store, two different channels for the same brand. But again, it's it's a diff it's a completely different catalog of items in these two places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean that's where it gets fuzzy with me is basically one inventory under two channels is kind of strange. I mean it's something that obviously there are we've discussed this. There's um, you know services that can kind of simplify and whatnot um, for you, and obviously even give you data based on I don't know how they do it. You know it's this pro the, you know the programmers are getting good, um, but. Like I said, I mean, this is, you know, me playing devil's advocate on your thing is coming from a guy that I haven't touched Brick Owl. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'd like to just to see what it tastes like, but I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. But I also understand that, you know, what you're saying rings true because it is obviously a brand. It's been a brand. It's been a branding mission from... Whenever you I, I, I would call it a terribly strong brand. It's just like I say, you know, brick, bricks and minifigs isn't mm. the brand people want. Lego is the brand people want. That's just right. the, the place you can get it from as well as other places. Yeah. Um, bricks on a dollar isn't the brand you want. Lego is the brand you want. And right. bricks on a dollar bring, gives you Lego. Right. So uh, I... I I want to say that being only on BrickLink is like, hey, you want bricks on a dollar, you got to get it from BrickLink. But right. I don't think anyone in the first place is like, yeah, I want bricks on a dollar. I don't want, I don't, <laughs> I don't want bricks on a dollar. That's the Lego I want. I want bricks on the dollar. That's it. Period. I need to know that these things came from the building that is right next door to the post office. That's what's up. <laughs> I need that right now. <laughs> and I don't even care if it doesn't take two days to try to start tracking. I'll take so, it. I, I've I've heard that. So, I don't. You're not the right one to ask. I think somebody like Ralph's probably the right one to ask. But so you, if you upload new parts to your store and you're on both sites and you use one of the syncing softwares, of which there are several now, to to have your inventory, don't you have to upload it to both places? And well, then resync it, or can you put it to one place and then it, it yeah. fills in on the other place? This is my understanding and my limited understanding is basically you have your inventory and you have a basically a master inventory. So you're going to choose one or the other being the master. You would choose, uh, you know, Bricklink being the master. So then it would be copied off of that. So all of the updates that you make on Bricklink. Um, once the software will sync, whether it's a manual sync, I don't know if that's even possible, or it just does an auto sync. From my understanding, it's every 15 minutes. Um, then that'll just kind of update on the other side. That's my limited knowledge. Now, when it comes down to a sale, it's still going to be, you know, let's just say you sell 100 lots on Brick Owl. I think you're in no man's land for 15 minutes because yeah, the more volume you 
the yeah. more that you do, I, I, maybe you can tighten up that 15-minute window and you can have it be every 30 seconds or something crazy, maybe. Right. But I, the, the bigger your store, the more sales you're making, the less viable that sink is. I, what I'm not familiar with is if it'll sink, if you, if you add brand new lots to your store, and to one of your stores, will it add the brand new lots to the other store, or is I think it, it does? I think it does. I think it does. I, I think it does in that fifteen-minute sync. You know, every time there's some sort of a syncing refresh that goes on every fifteen minutes, and I think that it basically um, syncs your, you know, number of parts to the master, you know, off of the master. So, I think it's. That's why, that's why these guys are all doing it. You know what I mean? Like, look, I don't know enough about it. I just, I know that people are doing it. I know the avenues in which way people, you know, are doing it. And I have kind of a favorite on my, on my mind. Uh, we talked about it earlier that I would just like to kind of do it to get a taste. Maybe if you message the guy, you might get us on there <laughs> faster because I've been on this queue for a long time. Get it. So, I know a lot of the, a lot of the big brickling stores don't even fuck with Brick Owl. I know that's and, the other thing too. And if if they're not using Brick Owl, right? Then why should I use Brick Owl? See, that's the thing. But then I have to say, what about a guy like Constructibles? You know what I mean? The slaying on both. Now, obviously, he's one of the, you know, he's biggest in the game. Or what about uh, your boy Triple B is on is on both too. I mean, it's something again. I only bring it up because I just you know at some point I'd like to get, I'd like to taste it, see what happens. Um, I'm sure with the increase of volume in BrickLink that BrickLink themselves have announced, I'm sure that BrickOwl just off of residual has uh, gained an uptick, an uptick in traffic as well. You think so? You think that? I don't know. I don't know because I always, bro, it's the same thing that you were saying before is it's like, you know, Brick Owl doesn't really necessarily just on the surface to me feel right. Like it, it just doesn't, you know, just the way that it's done, it, it, like just the, just the interface, the interface is weird. From my understanding too, is all of their, you know, their database was basically pulled off of Bricklink's API at one point or something like that too, right? Yeah, so like, then they had to make their own. Yeah, then they had to make their own or whatever. So I mean, that's kind of rocky. That's a that's a that's a rocky road right there too. So you're right. I mean, who knows? Who knows with anything? I mean, would you ever have known that Lego was going to buy Bricklink? You know, like five years ago, did that thought ever cross your mind? I mean, no. that's what I'm saying here. And this whole thing is just like, who knows? So it's like, it's hard to even say anything about it. You know, for me, like I said, like, I want to just check it out, taste it, see what happens. And then I can kind of get a better understanding of, of, of what's going on. 
My loyalties do stand with Britlink, and they probably always will. Is it because Lego owns them? No, it's because of I just love the interface. Like when I started first tapping around, like when I first stumbled on Bricklink uh, from out in the wild and I started getting into it, like I spent all night looking through it. And the whole entire thing with the price guide and everything was so well laid out. Even still to this day, it's it's like it doesn't look like much, but it's like a super powerful thing. You know what I mean? The way that it's all set out with the averages and the this and the that and the amount of research tools and the price pricing tools and the this and that and this part's in there. Like Bricklink will always be the one for me. All right, let me ask you this. If you and I were both Bricklink sellers um, <clears throat> two years ago and then Lego bought Brick Owl in this alternate universe instead of Bricklink, would would you feel the need to get on both or get over to the other one? I don't know. See, if it was the other way around and it was like they brought they bought Brick Owl instead, uh, I would be I would be like everybody else and be like, all right, so Bricklink Bricklink's independent. I'm staying here forever. You know what I mean? I'd be like everybody else in that regard. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Like the whole, the whole thing. I, I'm. We're not I'm, getting to a conclusion, are we? What's up? We're not gonna get to a conclusion. The conclusion no. is. I want to. That's why. Can't can't get to a conclusion until you put your hands on it. You know what I mean? It's just like anything else. It's like, bro, the people that I have my day to day dealings with and stuff like that. Anybody that knows that, hey, I play around with Lego on my free time. You know, they're they're looking at me like I got three heads. You know, if I was to talk to myself five years ago and say, hey, listen, I play around with Lego on my free time, I would also look at myself like I have three heads. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't know until you put your hands on it. I mean, Lord knows what's going on over in Brick Owl. I don't know if there's a push or if, like, Brick Owl is actually paying people or doing something to do – uh kind of, I guess, like free promo for them as to why all these, you know, Bricklink YouTuber guys are all seem to be in cahoots. I don't know what's going on because at the end of the day, Brick Owl wouldn't be there if there was never a Bricklink. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing that kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth. But at the end of the day, I don't know until I put my hands on it. I mean, that's the camp I'm in, you know? What if you drew a comparison? So there's like three different software companies. Yeah. Which is loose, loose, loose companies. Three different software options you have, at least, for syncing your brick link and your brick owl. Right. Why does anyone have any sort of allegiance to any of the three in particular? Well, like, I think. Why does anyone have any allegiance to Bricklink or Brick Owl? I don't know. I mean, I know that with the softwares, the software is rolled out at all different times. So there was probably one that was the first. It may or may not be as robust as the second one. That is, I think it's like Packer, Brick Packer. Yeah, Brick Sync also, was always the 
the first one. Yeah, Brick Sink and then Brick Packer and then this this new guy, this Brick Freedom guy. So um Why would there need to be a third one if there's already two in place? I yeah, competition. I, is think, good. I think it's just like everything. I mean, it's just like everything. Like if you can, if you can, if you can like why, why, did, why do we need another messenger application when we all have seven different ways to communicate with our friends? Well, there's. It's just the same. It's just the same thing as everything else. It's like why, you know, just like back in the days with online merchants or whatever, Amazon just rolled it all up and beat everybody. I mean. If there's a guy that can come and put a put a put a put a much better user interface and also be able to provide tools on that interface that would give you statistics and data uh, based on your sales and your inventory, that one's gonna win every single time. And that's what I believe that one of them is probably gonna end up doing. Like I would put my bet there. What do you think the longevity is for for these three different software it's developers? It's like, dependent. It's dependent on two things, right? It's dependent on the success of Brick Owl because if X Y Z, you know, it depends on you know, it depends on the the user base of Brick Owl. Otherwise, none of this conversation <laughs> would even be. Yeah, happening. If, if Brick Owl doesn't perform, then no well, one needs to sync anyway. Exactly. If Bricklink says. If Bricklink restricts the API where you it it's not gonna it's not gonna allow for this multi-platform selling, then you're gonna have to pick one. Right. Um, I just I don't know what the they might not even have one. I don't know what the long-term plan is for these three software developers. Like you're you're kind of you're not doing very much work after it's launched and it's stable. And you're just making monthly fees from anyone who uses it. So right. it's, it's kind of passive in that yeah. way. I'm sure you have to update plenty of stuff, but it's relatively passive. But it could all just disappear and become obsolete immediately, which I'm sure is the same in lots of different fields. But right. I wonder what the long-term plan is for these companies. Are they going to launch some other service that overlaps with their their clientele where well, they can they can rope them into buying something else it well here's the thing here's the thing and it correlates almost the same and it's about shipping so you could just get your bricklink order you pull it up on paypal you ship it from paypal call it a day you're not getting that much there's nothing robust there uh, PayPal, you have to do a lot of different things to figure out how much you spent on shipping and this, that, and the other thing. So, or use a third party thing that is also free, you know, like the pirate ship and you pull that thing up and basically it'll show you how much you're, you know, for someone that's never used anything other than shipping using the PayPal interface to go over to something like pirate ship. I mean, you're going to get a lot of data that you never really had before. And then think about this. Why would I why would I leave any of those two and pay for a service like uh, you know, any of these pay pay for service things, like a stamps or a you know ship station? It's the same exact answer, just wrapped up differently. You know what I mean? Uh, if there is a guy, and you know, I have a I have a firm belief that 
Brick Freedom being uh, kind of on the trajectory that they're on right now. You know, I think it's one guy out in the UK. I've been on the queue for a while. So if you actually see this, like hook a brother up. Uh, <laughs> uh, What's the deal? The more people jump on the queue, the sooner they... Well, no. This guy, from what I understand, he's a one-man operation, right? And from my understanding is, um, you know, the guy's got a day job. And from my understanding is obviously he's probably pretty handy with coding and all that or whatever, but there is, there's an interface that he's uh, building that basically you can pack your orders from there, whether it's from this or that you could pack multiple orders um, all at once uh, with just the data that's coming in, you know? So if you're able to take in the information and roll it up into an interface, and then you're actually able to take that interface and provide tools, it's gonna be a winner. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with why someone would pay for a shipping service. You know what I mean? Because there's tools there that wasn't, that weren't necessarily there in the raw. I mean, that's just my point on it. You know, that's why I had asked you earlier today to sign up so I can get pushed up the queue. Maybe you could send the guy an email and say, "What's up, man? Let's <laughs> let's let's get this." Yeah, well, I have now, the like reason there's a queue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. to answer your question. The reason why there is a queue is because it's a one man operation, and he doesn't want a bunch of people coming in, jamming it up where he can't keep an eye on it, and like the sky starts falling. You know I what I mean? I don't. I don't buy that for one minute, man. This is all. It's all marketing. Probably. It's. Uh, oh, you want in? Oh, sorry, we're closed right now, but you can sign up yeah, but, here. Well, here's the other thing is how much, you know, I would love to say that and I'd love to be a cynical person because I kind of am anyway, but how much do you know about programming? You know what I mean? Like, bro, you open up your computer and it works and all is good. When you open up your computer and it doesn't work, like, I mean, how long does it take you to whip that thing back into shape? You know what I mean? Like, it, that's a mysterious little underworld for guys that don't understand what the, what time it is in there. You know, when you're talking API and all this or whatever it is, you know, you do a couple quick Google searches and understand that API is the waiter going to the kitchen, going to the whatever, but you really don't understand what the heck is going on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I always want to assume that, strategies are more thought out than they actually are yeah i want i want to believe that it was always the plan to let people in in batches artificial scarcity is like the thing yeah and it's like oh you know if you if you if you had believed in us sooner you yeah could have been on the uh what are, what are they they're an early adopter you could have been in the founder yeah. the founder's yeah. circle well, now here's 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 devil's advocate to that too is, uh, if you're catching one percent from two hundred, wouldn't you rather, with a flick of the wrist, catch one percent from eight hundred? I mean, so is it really that, that's why there's a queue because it's not as simple as yes, accept more, accept more money, push yeah, button, accept think, more money. Yeah, I think I think I think there is there are things that he probably has to keep an eye on. And 
if you test it little by little by little, and then maybe you go a couple days and there's no bugs, maybe you that, might be, that might be the plan. It might not be that black and white. I don't know. We're neither of us know. And they might here's, yeah. here's the other thing: that black and white. They might be like, "No, we're going to deny the extra money right now because here's how it's going to make us more money." Later. Yeah. I mean, all right. So here's the other thing too: if we're getting down the cynical road, is tinfoil hats. If these guys, if these guys, if these guys are in fact, you know, programmers to the point where they're able to create these things, automation and all of these things, um, who knows what they're doing with your store's data, right? So they could be possibly building some monster Bricklink store on the side somewhere. Right, because they have so much data on what on everything that you sell. So then they're able to run those numbers. They don't need any trial and error sales. Yeah, then they run those numbers. What the quote unquote good parts are. Right. All of their constituents uh, tell them what the good parts are. Right. Exactly. So I mean, there's that too, and I'm sure that's in there. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a part of that in there. If I was, if I was Mr. Programmer guy. And I was I, I knew how to do a couple things with a couple things with code and some whatever it is that's out there and be able to read the matrix a little bit. Be rest assured I'd be putting a couple bucks aside to uh get in on the get in on the the ship outs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Who knows? It's way above my head. I can only speculate. I wonder if if Bricklink is going to um, weed out certain sellers to make the site more attractive to buyers. I wonder if involvement with Brick Owl is a factor at all. Like, I mean, oh, you sell on Brick Owl too? Oh, see ya. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I mean, there's, there's definitely, um, who knows? You know, like, look. Bricklink doesn't need to let you sell on there. You know what I mean? Like, that's really what it is. That's the name of the game. Like, you know, they don't necessarily need your the seller fee. You know what I mean? They don't necessarily, you know, if, if, if you're a bad, if you're a bad actor, um, I would hope that in the future there is a, you know, it's just like anything in any community. If there's a bad actor, you get the, uh, you get the, get the band hammer you know everybody everybody's uh under the fear of the barrett the band hammer in one way or another in life in computers in all of that we talk about what the long-term plans are for these software developers but i i'm more and more concerned lately with what my long-term plans are how how do i come up with something laterally that is more independent of Bricklink, more independent of Lego. Yeah. That I can, I can rely on if, if all of my dependent businesses are, um, are not around. Yeah. I have to hit up Beadlink. That's a, that's a that's a 
That's a very good question. But I mean, here's the other thing is you have to understand like your time, your time in and uh, all the things and whatever the ride and all of this stuff. I mean, I don't think anything bad's ever going to happen to Bricklink. I think it's actually a very, very strong segment to the Lego group. Um, you can't, you can't get comfortable. No. And you know, this. everyone knows this. Like I, if, if your plan is to sell on Bricklink for the rest of your life, it, it's, there's a small chance it's going to be able to ride out like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Bricklink's been around 20 years. It's uh, It's gone through a massive, massive technology shift. You think about 20 years and uh, the cell phone that you had in your pocket – I mean, I don't even think that was Motorola Razor days. Like that was like that's Nokia Nokia Snake. You know what I mean? If you were if you were lucky enough to even have a Nokia with the Snake game, I remember because I graduated. I, I graduated it would have been, been, been pre-flip. Yeah, pre-flip phone. Pre-flip. Um, it would have been Nokia. Okay, we're talking with the antenna you pull out. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking car phone days. Yeah, this wasn't even the little antenna, the little nubby antenna. Yeah, this was the pulley. This was the the pull the thing out. Yeah, not the uh, nub you can unscrew, but the uh, the actual. You're gonna break this. Yeah, the nub. The nub done. was advanced technology. The nub on the cell phone was advanced technology. I remember that because it like made the phones smaller and uh, you know it had the universal antenna thing and all that jam jam. I mean, we had pagers back in the day, like uh, beepers, beepers, and we actually we actually had code uh, with the beepers. So, like, let's just say like six one four, that number. Uh, you, you know, we would have like a list, and six one four would be meet me at, and then we would have location numbers. So, you know, one through ten, you know, zero one, meet me at zero one would be like a location. We had a very very intricate system with uh, with beavers because we would use payphones. This was back in the days when payphones uh, were able to uh, receive calls for free. So if you knew that payphone's telephone number, you can actually call that number from anybody's house, and the phone would ring like it was like you were at your house. <laughs> was that so, number posted on the payphone? Yeah, the yeah the telephone numbers were pasted on the payphones. And this was right around the time when they started charging uh, 25 cents for, per call because there was a time it was 10 cents. It was like 10 cents and it was uh, for X amount of minutes. And then you put in another 10 cents to keep yeah. the time. Um, and then they did away with it and made it 25 cents for any amount of time. So, you know, we had a very, very elaborate system. With uh, beavers, you increase the cost of payphones, and payphones go away. You increase the cost of first-class mail; it's not comparable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows, man? I don't know. This whole thing, this whole thing is nuts. But hey, this whole thing about the USPS—the price is going to go back. And it's going to revert back to what it was. That's absolute nonsense. I mean, let's take bets. I don't think it's going back, friends. Yeah. I forget if they said uh, like right after Christmas or like just into January, but they said it's going to go back to the pre-October rates. So your your two is it two sixty six for minimum minimum uh, local first yeah. class. Yeah, two sixty six. Oh, you know what? When I started, oh, I'm sorry. That was like when I started. It was like one sixty six, wasn't it? 
like what was it in 2018? Because I remember there was like drastic increases. Uh, I've been I've been shipping for a lot longer than that. Um, it it basically increases every year. Yeah. Uh, around January every year, it, it goes up. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What if? Because it, it goes up like the end of January. What if? It hurts. It hurts. Yeah, I know you know you know where I'm going with this. It hurts on December 26 to October ish rates, but that that drop only lasts until the regularly scheduled increase at the end of January, which brings it right back to right now's rates or higher. Because <laughs> it just tasted it just tasted too good for the holidays. It just tasted way too good. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> is that all right? Thank you for the temporary holiday increase. It's going back now. Also, our 2021 increase takes place on January 31st or whatever. Just yeah. like it does every year. Oh man, that's gonna be what's gonna happen, isn't it? I think it was. I think it was a dollar sixty-six for four ounces when I started shipping in 2018, but I'm not entirely sure. Does that number sound right? I don't know if I have specific enough data still yeah. for that far back. I can look. I think it was $1.66 and I was charging two seventy five or something like that. My, uh, my 510 and free is still making me a good amount of profit. So I'm happy with that for now. Um, of course, the more you increase the posted postal rates, the less that's going to be uh, viable. Yeah. Let me scroll back. So it's 510 and free, huh? Yeah. Up to 50 bucks is $5 shipping. This is all domestic. Um, 50 to a hundred is $10 shipping over a hundred is free. And then there's a, priority option which is just 12 bucks no matter how much you spent in the u.s 12 bucks and you can have a ship today wow all right january of 18 i can go back to um 261 261 i think is the lowest i'm seeing and that was before it was uh zoned so Anywhere in the country, up to four ounces. Of so that's thing. what it was. Yeah, two two sixty one then. Which, yeah, I don't know why I was thinking a dollar. That doesn't. You can't buy anything for a dollar. <laughs> no. In fact, you know, I I've had a several people lately on my eBay listing who bought a pound of bulk, and the title is a hair misleading. I stole it from somebody who had sold like thousands of units. Um, yeah. I was like, just copied their listing and changed, used my own photo and tweaked the description yeah. to fit what I was selling. But it says like one to 99 pounds, huge bulk lot or whatever. And it's got a picture of a huge bulk lot. And then there's a drop down and you can select how many pounds you want. Right. Um, I've had two people recently who ordered a pound and they get it and they're like, this isn't 99 pounds. Oh. And, and Oh no! And they're wrong. They're like, and I was like, it's, it's, it's a one pound lot. You can order as many as you want, up to ninety nine pounds. You selected one pound. That's what you got. And I, I, I want to say to them, 
you paid $14. You can't get 100 pounds of anything shipped oh, anywhere yeah. for $14. Yeah. That's I mean, those guys are... What could I possibly send you? What, what could I possibly send you 100 pounds of for $14? The answer is nothing. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. You know, again, it's uh, it's the pool, the pool of 100. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess that uh, that'll give us a good episode. I hope you have a lot of things think about a lot of comments to leave uh i hope uh, todd has delivered another good episode for you as he did on this last episode oh boy put it on my shoulders yeah see uh we'll see if we can get more views on this episode than todd's previous episode oh boy hey i appreciate everybody uh checking in you know if uh if there's if there's cool things to talk about or if you want to have a Q&A or something like that, by all means, let me know. Hit me up. Hit up your boy Chris over here at Bricks on the Dollar. Yeah, tune in to Bricksbird on, on YouTube where he's doing daily vlogs and store <laughs> updates. Dude, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. My hands are tied, dude. Life is Life is a lot busier than people make it appear on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. People make life not look busy for some reason. I yeah. mean, all these, all these guys doing these things. I don't know if they're like overachievers. Like, shout out to you guys that are overachievers with big dreams and big goals. But oh man, sometimes you know, sometimes I fight to get seven hours sleep. You know, it's hard times out here. I. I feel like I probably sleep too much, but really, I mean, you got it made though. You got like, you got your, so I, I don't set an alarm. I just, I just go to like, I mean, I can show up at my store whenever I want. Yeah. I don't have an alarm. I, I, I my kid wakes me up. He's, <laughs> I mean, it's basically six o'clock every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? On the yeah. button, like the internal clock on kids are is so tight. You know, the internal, it doesn't matter. It's a very tight clock. I, I wake up somewhere between eight and nine every day, and it, it all depends on when I actually go to sleep. Yeah. Well, you, you, you know, you're, you're still a young man. You're a young man. No, no, no kid. You know, a lot of my buddies now, they're starting to have kids, you know, like my younger, I guess my young, like, I guess I got my older guy people friends like you know they're like 50s and then i've got my my peer group age friends and then i've got like the younger peer group age friends and my younger group peer group they're all starting to have kids and uh you know they ask me about this that and the other thing i'm not an expert by any means but one thing i do know is you guys on the internet you guys don't make you guys don't make it look like there's not enough time in the day but I feel like there's not enough time in the day. Maybe I'm not running after the ghost fast enough. Maybe we're doing it wrong somehow. I, a friend of mine opened a Bricklink store out of boredom because he just he had so much free time. Really? Yeah. And I, on the one hand, I, I don't really understand what it's like to have free time. But on yeah. the other hand, I think maybe he's, 
doing it right. Like he, he's got a job that gets him enough money. Yeah. That he doesn't have to have a second job or income of any sort. Right. He just do what he wants with his time that he's not at his job. Right. Isn't I mean, that's, that's that's the goal of like last century, right? Yeah. Have one job, make money, do do hobbies. Yeah. That's, that's the goal, right? It's Pretty not much. change to have one job, get second job. Yeah, because the first one, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the issue is the wages. The wages don't go up. I mean, everything's everything's gone up. You know, all the, you know, you look at the price. See, the way, the indicator, you know, I don't want to get into financial talk out here, but the indicator of your life is, in everybody's life, is the cost of milk, bread, and eggs. You know, quality products, quality milk, bread, and eggs, and gasoline. And when you put that on a graph up against wages, uh, the prices have gone up and the wages have stayed stagnant for a very long time. I think people just need to, to be innovative and be, yeah. go get a job, doesn't matter what job it is, doesn't, doesn't cut it. Like I've said, I, I think I've said it before, that the, the full-time... Uh, full-time wage at Target in a month was less than a, <clears throat> a one-bedroom apartment in the same town as the Target yeah. for a month. And it's... I, I don't think you can just go get a job somewhere and and expect anything out of life. Like yeah. you, have to, you have to be creative and do something different it's and a lot of people who can't do that their their um their path is just get two jobs yeah no i i agree i mean you know there's there's a couple factors there's a couple factors into a lot of this and like if i was just a single man and i was just a riding riding on my own or whatever i don't need much so i'm able to just cut all my expenses you know just cut all your expenses I think I think I think there's two things. One thing that I learned from immigrants, because I spent a lot of time where I was actually traveling quite a bit, and I would be out in the city uh, quite a lot, out in like New York. Uh, there was a time I was in a hotel 300 days a year, and one thing that I learned from uh, having dealings with immigrants and immigrants. If you can get 15 people in a, an apartment, do it. Oh no, it's not that. Well, it's, well, that's that's obviously one of the factors, right? But I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking about very successful immigrant business people uh, today. Rule number one is they don't need the luxuries that people have that grew up in suburbia. When you know, when you're hungry, you open up the refrigerator and there's food falling out of it, and you eat half a sandwich and you throw the other half away. A lot of people don't have that luxury. So you know, with that comes with you don't need much. And when you really take an inventory of your life and you ask yourself, like, what do you need? You don't need much. And I think one of the things, and that's what you were talking about being innovative. I think one of the things in being innovative is realizing you don't need much. And also realizing that if you want to do and make something of yourself, if you make sacrifices, 
you can do basically anything you want because the only limitation is time. And if you're 30 years old or 20 years old, you think about your past 20 years, you think about the past two years of your life. And then you think about the past two years before that, you realize that time is constant. It's going to continuously be constant until you die. Uh, the only one of the largest factors of the entire thing is having goals and basically making sacrifices. And that's it. I think that's how it's always done. I think it's always done with that. But if you've got to, and look, everyone's got, you know, we all have like, uh, we all come from something, whether it's like you got a problem with this or a problem with that, or I've got this and I don't have that or whatever, whatever the, it is, everybody has it. Everybody has some version of it. Um, so to basically give yourself and to live in a world of, you know, no excuses where you don't have excuses and you don't have the ability to make a complaint based on something that is outside of your control, I think that's going to help you get very far in life, regardless of what the conditions are, you know? And uh, I don't know if I kind of laid that out the way that I really wanted to, but... Uh, that's the name of this podcast. Is, I don't know that? if I laid that out the way I wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Look, I talk to a lot of young people, and it's like, it's, it's good the perspective of things, but you know, what you see today is you see a lot of complaining and you see a lot of, uh, Oh, this, the man's got me down and all of this and all of that. But if we all become very self-aware, if you become very self-aware of yourself, uh, because that's the one thing that you can control. Uh, if you become very self-aware of yourself and you take inventory of yourself, um, and if you make strides, you know, it, like if you make strides to be a better person, um, and to do better for yourself so that you could do better for the people around you, um, you know, you're going to realize you don't need much. You're going to realize that there's really not much to complain about. You know, it's, it's always good. Like when you see like a show and it's like, you know, those like award shows or judge shows. And it's like, this person came from terrible terrible circumstances and they're like such an inspiration whether it's whatever they're doing you know they're playing some piano or whatever it is that they're doing in the story it's like super inspirational that i mean that was plucked for the show but just the story itself you think about that and it makes you realize like well i have a lot like hey i don't have i don't have anything but i have a lot you know and then yeah. and then you realize like there's a lot of people that have had a lot less than you starting up that have somehow figured out a way to make it happen. Yeah. So in summation, find your edge, chase the ghost and chase. sell Lego. Get it. That's a, that's a, that's a new slogan officially is chase the ghost. I like that. Right, yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. Listen to the last few episodes. You'll figure it out. There you go. We'll see you next week. See ya.